Hello and welcome to the OnePrez Pod. During the month of February, my good friend Sarah Putman and I will be talking about the Sermon on the Mount. Sarah is going to choose various passages that are interesting to her, and then we're going to chat about them. So join us during this month of the Sermon on the Mount right here on the OnePrez Pod. Hello again and welcome to the OnePrez Pod. It's Phil Blackburn. And me, Sarah. <laughs> and Sarah Putman. And Sarah Putman. Owner of Bookish. Yeah, I am. Still. Still. Still and yet. And this is the last one of these we're doing on the Sermon on the Mount. February is already over. It's already over. Who knew that it would go by so quickly? Oh, man. It did kind of go by pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're back from Seattle. Yep. And it is time for us to... Uh, kind of do our last passage. What did you choose? Well, I thought we would look at um, Matthew. What chapter is this, Phil? That's seven. This is chapter seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 13, uh, the narrow gate. Oh, yes. Chapter. Familiar. Yeah. yeah, it's another one of the greatest hits, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and it seems easy enough, but I'd like to get your insight mm-hmm. on yeah. it. Like, what am I missing here? Okay. Okay. So, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy, that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard, that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Amen. So, what, so tell me what you think, and wow. then we can talk about it. Like if, you know, you just visualize this path of destruction mm-hmm. with like all the things you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of your friends are mm-hmm. on that path mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm thinking about when I was a kid. Now, we learned this verse, right? Yeah. So it's like that's where the drugs are, and that's where all the rock and roll is, yeah. like all this terrible stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but then here's the narrow path mm-hmm. that leads to life. Yeah. It's pretty, and if you're lucky, you'll mm-hmm. find it, and you'll have. So the wide gate and, then, and the easy road is the sex, drugs, and rock and roll sure. road. Yeah. And the narrow <laughs> gate and the rocky path is the Sunday place. school and going it's to church. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. It's, it's white and pretty. And That's right. Bright. And you're all by yourself. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, so that's kind of how you grew up with it, is like uh, another prism to see sin. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? 100%. Because I don't think that's what it's about. Oh. Really, truly. Okay. I, so I tend to view, view it more, I don't think it's not about that, but I think I tend to view it more as the two paths of discipleship, like of following Jesus. Okay. Like there's a path of following Jesus that is wide and easy. Okay. And safe and comfortable. Sure. And then there's a path of following Jesus that is hard, treacherous, but it's it's much more spiritually rewarding. I tend to think about it like back to the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blessed are those who suffer for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. I think of it that way okay. rather than like the sex, drugs, and rock and roll path versus uh, the Sunday school path. Okay. The end. The end. That's the end of our <laughs> podcast. Three minutes and 15 seconds is what it took for us to talk about it. No, um, that, that's really great. Um, so why do you think I'm thinking of it this way? I think because you were conditioned to by your upbringing. No. <laughs> that's the, this is the, um, I think it's really, you really, you got to be really careful with the concept of sin, mm-hmm. you know, because um, not everything 
is about that. And then throughout scripture, there, there's, there's, it's not just believe or don't believe. Mm -hmm. It's then, okay, so you believe, so what? So what's next? Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I preached on this sermon or on this passage, uh, week or two ago, and one of the things that I reminded them of is that Christianity at the beginning wasn't Christianity. Mm-hmm. It was not called that. Right. It was called the way. And to me, that's helpful for reading and understanding uh, this passage mm-hmm. because you know Jesus is talking about two different ways, mm-hmm. and which is one of the reasons I kind of read it the way that I do, mm-hmm. um, is because if you're gonna walk the Jesus way, you know, he ends up dead. Mm-hmm. That's a hard path. It's a narrow gate. Mm-hmm. Few will find it. Um, if so, walking that way and doing that thing uh, is is a challenge. Yeah, it also reminds me a little bit of, um, and I think we think about this passage whenever we teach this poem in class, mm-hmm. uh, the Robert Frost poem. Yes, the road not taken. Mm-hmm. Are you going to read it? Um, I will. Do you want me to? Yeah. I just kind of thought of it. It's long. That's okay. Uh, Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trodden black, Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way, how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So we talk a lot about the last few lines mm-hmm. of that poem, and mm-hmm. you, know, you use it at graduation and all that kind of thing. Um, but essentially, it's there's you know mm-hmm. I just made a choice and went with it. Yeah, I'll probably never see what the other path has. Right? Is. How do you know it's yeah. better? Um, but you know, it, it, I think it, obviously the imagery is similar. Mm-hmm. Like you have yep. gates and different paths mm-hmm. you're going to take. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting from a faith perspective to think about choices. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and to think, it's it's a you know, Christianity is not about making our lives easier necessarily. Um, and I think we lose that quite a bit, especially in American culture, American Christianity, mm-hmm. where a lot of it is about like, thera- it's therapeutic. Sure. This passage is not therapeutic. The way to make it therapeutic, I think, is to do it the other way, mm-hmm. where it's like the wide, easy path is sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, I just, anyway. I, I think that I like, making it more difficult. I like the nuance of just this being choice, mm-hmm. you know, this theme of choice that we see about the poem and this passage. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think I, I don't want to repeat a bunch of stuff from the sermon because it's like probably a fair number of people heard it. But anyway, you know, I think too it depends how you read this, it really kind of asks you a question, I think, of, and we didn't get into this in the sermon, so this we can talk about. Like, what sort of faith do you want? Okay, yeah. You know, I feel like that's kind of what he's putting in front of you here. Like, what do you want? Like, do you want the faith that leads to life or death? Well, everybody would say, right, Mm -hmm. life. I want the one that leads to life. Give me that one, Jesus. But then, the way that he frames it, 
really reminds you of the consequences of that mm -hmm. and the challenges of that. Sure. It's narrow. The road is hard. Narrow and hard. Yeah, I've always thought that a church somewhere that's very brave should put that on their sign. Narrow and Welcome hard. to First Presbyterian Church. It's narrow and narrow hard and here. Hard. And there's few who find that's us. That's right. Few who find us. Uh huh. That's right. Well, and I think you know one of the things you have taught me is to look at things in context. Mm -hmm. You know, and sort of, and if we are, again, it's kind of blown my mind to think of these passages as Jesus trying to talk to his disciples specifically about mm -hmm. how to be a church, how, mm -hmm. to, how to follow him. Um, and then we've all just kind of taken it as he's telling us all to do this mm -hmm. thing. Um, but, you know, before it, we have the golden rule, the do unto others yes. passage is right before it. Yes. Um, and then you have the tree and its fruit right afterwards mm -hmm. with the, the false prophets. False prophets. Stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that, I mean, he's kind of asking you to think about your choices mm -hmm. and how you interact with the world. Yeah, as a person of faith. And not necessarily yeah. sin and die or <laughs> don't sin and live. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, because it's early in the Gospel of Matthew, and we know some of the things that will happen to the disciples mm -hmm. later on. Mm -hmm. You know, that it'll be very challenging, very difficult for them. Mm -hmm. And if you read it that way, and the choices, they don't make the the correct choice most of the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a way to read this where you just end up in, like, self-flagellation, right? Like, well, I'm a bad Christian. Mm -hmm. Looks like I'm still a bad Christian. I thought I was a bad Christian, and it turns out I am. <laughs> and it's like, well, they were right there with him, mm -hmm. and still, you know, Peter denies him three times, yeah. and still they, they aren't showing up at the tomb to take care of the body. Yeah. They send the women to do it. Like, they're too scared. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like... Whoa, whoa. Because they were scared? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, circle were, the wagons, man. Busy. No, they had nothing going. They thought, they were like, well, am I going to go back and start fishing again? Will my dad take me back into the house? Well, that's what, I mean, that's how I read it, is like there was no great strategy session going on. It was like, how are we going to get out of Jerusalem? And then what are we going to do with our lives now? Because we kind of left everything for this. Have you ever done a sermon or class about the politics going on yeah today. sure yeah. yeah that would be fascinating not a sermon but a class yeah. yeah um there's no way i don't think there's any way to read the gospels without a pretty help faithfully or or mm, accurately <laughs> that's a better way to do it accurately without a pretty good understanding of what roman uh, yeah, I mean, government I, was like. Well, I mean, that's what I've been doing my whole life, though. <laughs> so yeah, that. it's tough because, um, you know, Palm Sunday, which is coming up here in a few mm -hmm. weeks, they thought he was a political figure. Mm -hmm. They didn't think he was a. They didn't. They weren't seeing the kingdom of heaven as something that started inside and then bloomed out. Mm -hmm. They saw the kingdom of heaven as something that would disrupt and overthrow the Romans, Regime, yeah. right, and install a theocracy with the temple at its center. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus didn't really care about the temple. Yeah. Um, and went to the temple and flipped over. Like, he was as concerned with, with bad religious practices as he was with bad government. Mm -hmm. um, 
He taught nonviolent resistance earlier in the Sermon on the Mount. That's what go the extra mile and turn the other cheek mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't interested in overthrowing the government. There were lots and lots of Jewish um, figures at this time, um, even some messianic figures. Like there were prophets coming out of the wilderness constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was around this time, not too much earlier, where the, the Qumran community gathered in the desert. Those were zealots, and that's where we got the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. And there's people that even thought Jesus was educated by them out in the desert and then came into uh, Judea um, and brought those teachings. So there were all these different religious leaders. There was, I mean, revolution was in the air. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of 1776. It wasn't long after Jesus died that the Romans destroyed the temple because there was another revolt. so anyway see that stuff is just fascinating to me because it's just i know nothing about it mm-hmm. and as many bible verses as i have mm-hmm. memorized yeah. they, they they almost mean nothing without mm-hmm. the context of mm-hmm. what was going on historically yeah you and know it's a shame i think it is it's it's too bad and mm-hmm. so like one of the things so to go back to Christmas, right? Where why does why is why are Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem? Mm-hmm. It's because they have to be registered in a census. Yeah. So that's a Roman decision, um, and uh, and Luke or is it Luke or Matthew? It's Luke uh, who contextualizes that in a within the context of empire. So he's like, when Augustus was emperor, and in the year of I think Quirinius. Now the Romans keep good records, and there's no record of a census at that time. So does that mean it doesn't didn't happen? That's irrelevant. What's Luke trying to do? He's contextualizing Jesus's message within the empire. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of that yeah. that story. Okay. And so the census was a manifestation of Roman oppression. It was so that you could be taxed and conscripted. Right. Those were the purposes. So. From the beginning of that gospel. Could you imagine having to travel to be counted in the sense of we can't even yeah. get people to no. fill out the online application? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there was no question that you would do it. And so, you know, contact with with tax collectors, um, you know, Herod, uh, all these sorts of things are related to empire. Hmm. And the way... And the thing is, like, that I think is useful, the, the Western world had never seen anything like the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. And it's dust. And yet we're still talking Here about this are. guy. Mm-hmm. That, to me, if you're an American mm-hmm. and you can't perceive those echoes, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. Like, they're still going to be talking about this guy mm-hmm. when we're dust. Mm-hmm. And... So framing it within the Roman Empire, I mean, anyway, like even Augustine, one of the most formative thinkers in Christianity, heavily influenced by the fall of Rome. Mm-hmm. It, it just, there's no way to separate the two. Right. Yeah, well. So there you go. Yeah. That's, a, that's a thumbnail. But I think if you look at this as a list of things to do and not do, mm-hmm. you don't need that. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But thankfully, it is a lot more nuanced than that, and um, Jesus was talking to humans and not yes. robots. Yes. So he understood that. That's so. where the grace comes in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Very good. 
All right. I'm still sorry. No, that's good. Sorry, sorry, everybody who probably already knows all that. Nope. <laughs> I think I think they do not. Well, uh, anyway, we have another Sunday school class about the history of the Roman Empire. Okay, great. Yes, there's a great that's podcast a by a guy named Mike Duncan oh, called The History of Rome. Okay. And there's like 200 and something episodes, and well, they're I'm brilliant. Still listening to podcasts yeah, Lent, that's so. right. I am not, <laughs> although I'm recording them, obviously. Uh, so anyway, that that podcast is great, okay. and it has cool. nothing to do with church, if if that's not what you're into. So anyway, all right. Thank you, Sarah. Hey, thanks for having me this month. Yeah, thanks for doing it. What are you doing next month? Next month, Ram is back for Ram asks a question. Okay. I'm always uh, interested to see what questions Ram Maybe has so. because, man, he's got them. Mm-hmm. So we'll do some Ram Asks a Question in the month of March. And you're going to keep selling books at Bookish, which is where everybody in Fort Smith should buy their books. I, I hope they do. Yes. All right. On that <laughs> note, peace, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the One Prez Pod. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like and share are very much appreciated. You can find more information about First Presbyterian Church at www.oneprez.org. Until next time, peace.